When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's all my soul, sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters. Hey, sister, go, sister, soul, sister, flow, The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire takes jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this date in history. And he plays those jams for us so we can uh, reminisce on some of those uh, hits back in the day. And we appreciate him DJing a top of the charts Tuesday. And all of our musically themed days of the week, you can hit us up on the Spectex sign, 512-337-3776. You also hit us up via Twitter. Hard is at Hardball Hard in the Twitterverse. Patrick at It's Patrick Davis. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Um, Mulan Rouge. Yep. There's a collection of artists on this song right here. Uh, yeah, I know Christine Aguilera was definitely mm-hmm. one. Was it yes. Pink or something? Pink's on it. Oh, was Queen Latifah. Uh, oh, is Maya on it? Uh, Maya's on it. Yeah, damn, well, I didn't know this. Did you see Maya just recently? I, I used to. Ooh, I used to have a crush. Who on you Maya. telling? Oh, she was so thick. She Perfect. Was, she was one of those unexpectedly thick women. Like you, she doesn't look like she's gonna be that thick. Yeah, and then top you, is very narrow. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. whoa, and that's then, crazy. Hello, where does that quote of hips come yeah, from? Yeah, So yeah, I, I used to love. Them. And who's the other one? Lil Kim. Nah, yeah, because she's rapping. Because which Lil' yeah, Kim? Not, not the Michael that. Jackson before or after Lil' Kim? Because oh, remember, come she did. On. Come on, you know she went there. What transformation did she physically go through? Everything. <laughs> she looks she, like, she, she looks she like a shrunk, cat now. Yes. She's like, I know she's trying she to look like a cat. She did her nose. She yeah. did her butt. She did her top. She did everything you could possibly do. Cosmetically, it's so weird that when women, and I'm not, I'm not against getting some type of cosmetic enhancement Absolutely. or improvement. All oh, for it, ladies, do uh, your do damn your thing. thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right. Yeah. Stay sexy. I'm all for it. Um, but when they get obsessive mm-hmm. and they have way too much work done to the point where it looks unattractive, it's like I thought you were getting the work done to enhance the aesthetic appeal and look better. Now all the work makes you look like some creature. Yep. Yeah, you, I think I think there's a line. <laughs> I think there's a line that when you cross it. Then it's like, oh, now I have to fix that by making this fit that. So, like, now my eyebrows are weird. So, let me fix my nose, my eyebrows. All right, now we got two things. Got to fix my mouth. All right, now we got to fix this. (laughs) And it's just like one after. Now you're like, now this all fits. And you're like, yeah, it all looks weird now. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Yeah, You could have just had one thing where it'd been like, oh, yeah, you went too far on the nose, huh? Like, yeah. That's it. We get it. Yeah, one thing. You fixed. You tried to fix. That's a great point. You tried to fix every little flaw in your face, yeah. and now your whole damn face looks weird. Cause your face, it looks that way for a reason. All the parts are supposed to uh, yeah. work together. Yeah, that's right? not. That's not Make the your same. Make your face stuff person. more congruent. 
I agree. I don't know how women think that's attractive. I've seen that before, though. Housewives do it all the time, too. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, anyway, Lil' Kim used to be kind of sexy. She did. Uh, but now, well, now she's telling me like, no, no more. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> nah. Can't do it, Lil' Kim. Sorry, girl. Uh, all right. There you go. Enough talk about Lil' she Kim. She does look like a Persian cat, though. Like I'm saying, said. It, it looks like she wanted to become more like a cat. Like she yeah. wants to look more like a cat. I don't know why you would want to do that. It makes you think a cat <laughs> is attractive. And not cat woman. I like no. Holly Berry as cat woman. Now yes. that was hot. That's sexy. Agreed. Eartha Kitt, cat woman. I'm sexy. Michelle Pfeiffer, cat woman. That is a fantasy we all kind of have. But not to be with a woman that looks like a cat yep. or a crazy cat lady. Crazy cat lady. <laughs> about That's a woman right. who basically is dressed in a cat woman costume. Yes, that is sexy. I think she might have taken that a little too to the yeah, extreme. Yeah, she went too far. Like when uh, <laughs> when Doja Cat showed up dressed like with the face like a cat. Oh, yeah. Doja Cat also unexpectedly thick. Yeah, <laughs> in a good way. In a very good way. Yeah, yeah. No, thick is good now. Thick used to be bad. Remember that thick was bad. No, I like never it. knew it. Never knew that it was bad. <laughs> Sorry. Well, never in, in the pop culture world, thick wasn't good. Now everybody wants to be thick. Yeah. Now women are celebrating thickness. It's a good thing. There it I is. Like that. You know what I mean? Celebrate your thickness out there. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's get to some. Oh, real quick before we get to uh, this in this uh, Texas football topic here, you brought up the Jeff Green nugget. Yeah. And the Ish Smith nugget from the finals that we did we have not yet gotten around to yet. Yeah, so here here's the OG celebration that happened last <laughs> night. OG Jeff Green, twelve teams in sixteen seasons. Woo. Champion. DeAndre Jordan, seventeen in fifteen season. And Ish Smith, thirteen teams in thirteen seasons. Wow. They all get rings that is that's a that's a fun loving kind of heartwarming story i like that and don't forget reggie jackson also was on that team as well the guard he gets a ring and reggie actually played reggie and jeff actually played in the finals yes Yes. not a lot of minutes for reggie and not a ton of minutes for jeff but they did play in the finals deandre jordan that's that ring that he goes on my championship rings you played for the nuggets (laughs) exactly we should play for the nuggets that's a great point um yeah i would have lost that was this a coach yeah Yeah. that's a great point too because he he played on multiple teams that were supposed to be championship caliber teams and it just never came to fruition one of them was the denver not the denver but the la clippers Clippers, exactly he was was locked in they locked him in the house (laughs) to not let him meet with mark cuban i remember that was so embarrassing for mark cuban and the Mavs. he drove around the block and dude was not even answering the phone why not just tell mark cuban it was mark cuban that he's that annoying i just say it's all right man we done we don't need to we don't need to do this he's being held hostage why was he actively trying to avoid and ghost mark cuban instead of just saying i'm not interested do you remember why i don't remember no, because remember they like locked him, like they Chris Paul and them went to his house. And but, like, what, but was he was he actually going to sign with the Mavs? Or was there he just was a strong pop? They were they were supposed to be making a deal that he couldn't refuse, and they didn't want him to go. So remember, 2017, it was <laughs> it him. Ended up, no one won a ring. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> except for DeAndre oh, Jordan. Oh, now, DeAndre yeah, Jordan is the only yeah. one who gets a ring. A Chris Paul. Teams later, it was Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. Yeah. And DeAndre Jordan yeah. on the squad. That was supposed to be the squad. He got the championship. Blake Griffin is a free agent. And Chris Paul just got waived. Wasn't, he, wasn't Blake Griffin with the Celtics? Yes, it? he was. Yeah. Yep. He played with the Nets and then whatever the Celtics. Calvin yep. Booth also gets a ring yep. as the general manager. That's right. Calvin he's been Booth around played for a like long a 10 year career in yep. the NBA. And now he's the general GM, manager. Yep. 
And I believe the Nuggets, was it 46, 47 years for their first title, is the longest time a team has gone um, from for winning their first title mm-hmm. um, since their inception in the league. Uh, I think they came from the ABA, so yeah, there yep. is acceptance there it uh, is. into the league. So there you go. I mean, it is. It's a. It's a great. It is a great story. Denver Nuggets. They got a lot of those stories. We talked about the ownership. You talked about Michael Malone a lot hard. Yep. We talked about Jokic. Even the Jamal Murray uh, storyline is a great one because obviously that guy's an All NBA All Star talent and has has never gotten a chance to showcase that consistently because of the injuries. You can just kind of take his story. And his uh, coming out party in these playoffs, and that's a great story too. Right. So they got a lot of really good stories uh, coming from the, that Denver Nuggets team. So congrats to them. All right, let's get to this uh, Texas Longhorn football conversation. Couple of little nuggets here. Uh, the Quinn Ewers conversation we had it yesterday. We were talking about Anwar Richardson's report that Quinn Ewers is shredded now. Got a six pack. Harge <laughs> apparently not impressed with the six pack. Nope. You want to see the footwork. I want to see him jumping rope, and I want to make sure that he can move. <laughs> He's agility. I want to see his agility. We did have the conversation yesterday, and we did come to the conclusion that all three of us would prefer a quarterback with love handles and a dad bod and a bit of a gut mm-hmm. and awesome footwork over the quarterback with so-so average footwork and six-pack. Yep. Just because it's what great it, for his modeling career, yes. not great for his football what career. I need it, Unless he goes out there and balls out, then we can have it all. Yeah, you can have it all, but yep. if we have to choose, which right now we're in the world, we have to choose because you, you you don't have all the time in the world. All right, you got to get better, and you only got so much time in the day. And if you have to devote your time, yep. all right, to getting better to certain skills and to certain parts of your body to try to perfect mm-hmm. or certain fundamentals and technique to try to perfect, I prefer the footwork. I think we all would. Or just convince yep. me the footwork over the six pack all day. Yeah. Yep. Just show me that you can get your feet right, get some strong throws, be accurate. We good. If dad it comes bod. with a six-pack or a dad bod, whichever <laughs> one you want to look at, I prefer dad bod because I'm a dad. Because <laughs> I'm a dad. Because I'm a dad. Uh, yeah, you want to see that dad bod do some extraordinary exactly. things. It's, it is something beautiful about a dad bod out there doing people dirty. Some people exactly. kind of like Jokic and his story. He's a little squishy for a superstar of his ilk. But we're going to uh, ride with it. And it makes us feel at home. Uh, all right, so on three, uh, Jesse Simonton of on three, he listed uh, what he believes are the top high top 10 Heisman contenders for this upcoming season. And he doesn't list them in a certain order, order I believe. Actually, he does. I take that back. He did have a certain order. He does have one through 10 here. Um, and he has Quinn Ewers. Man, this is kind of crazy. He's got him as the third on the list. I don't know if this is third ranking or just third listing. Right. But he lists him as third. And here's what he has to say. Easily the Big 12's most likely Heisman Trophy contender. Ewers was officially anointed QB1 for the Longhorns this spring after holding off Malik Murphy and Arch Manning. Former number one overall recruit flash. His five-star talent against Alabama and Oklahoma last season. But he also struggled with injuries and inconsistencies. But after a strong spring and surrounded by the best supporting cast of playmakers not at Ohio State, Ooh, Ewers should have a monster sophomore season. Beat Alabama in week two or take Texas to the Big 12 championship, and Ewers will be among the favorites to win the award come the end of the year. What say you, Hard? It's the hype train. It's that time of year. We've been talking about all these different scenarios of what will make this Texas season a success. 
And it all comes back to how Quinn Ewers plays. It does. That's where everybody, you can talk about mm-hmm. all the weapons that they have. We could talk about the defense that is going to be uh, another talented defense. But if Quinn Ewers doesn't play to a very high level, it's not going to work out. It won't be a successful season. Yes, there will be some ups and downs. We all know that football goes that way. But the season and everything rests on how well this young man goes out there to play. Because if he doesn't play well, I don't think Sark has a choice but to make a move. Mm. And if you have to make a move, that means some things didn't go right. Barring injury. Barring the injury move. So... Yes, everything rests on the the season rests on how well Quinn progresses. I, I actually feel good, even if the, uh, knock on wood, there's not going to be an injury. But if there were, uh, or if someone had to be benched because of productivity, yep, um, or lack thereof, I still feel good about what the Longhorns have at, in the quarterback room overall. Yep. So I don't think, but it you should. know, the narrative will be. Quinn yes. yours. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, of course. And it should be. He's, yeah. he's the starter, and it's his job right now. To lose. But for, exactly. Right. For some reason, he doesn't hold on to that job uh, or he ends up getting hurt. I do think whatever quarterback he's up playing, which is going to be Malik Murphy, I, I don't think it should derail the season. I, I really do. I think you're at the point now where it should. And I'm not saying the season won't be will be unaffected. Of course, right, it'll be affected. Right, Your starting quarterback, right. you know, you goes down or you have the bench and whatever. Uh, that's a drastic change. But because of the skill level of Malik Murphy and because of the resume of Steve Sarkeesian when it comes to quarterbacks, I don't expect the season to be derailed as a result of that. Yeah, you and, you recruited well. You yeah. recruited well to build up that. Repertoire, yeah, right? Exactly. My point yeah, is like the depth. You, exactly. If first of all, if Quinn Ewers doesn't work out for whatever reason, um, you know, and he has to be benched, I don't think that'll be the case. If it is, that would be a failure for Sark. Yeah. So he have to for he'd have to uh, you know make uh, you know make a, make amends if you will for that mistake uh, by making sure who, that Malik Murphy is ready to play. And I think Malik Murphy would be ready to play if that was the case, or if he had to come in because of injury too. So either way, point is. Texas has a really quality, uh, quality, uh, talented depth in that quarterback room, and one, one miss, uh, I don't know, regression or one misstep in the room shouldn't completely throw off the season. Right. So I, I think Texas is one of the luckier teams uh, from that st- standpoint. All right. Uh, one other little nugget while we're talking about Texas football before we get to Texas baseball uh, and the heart wrenching. Uh, soul-crushing loss that they suffered to the Stanford uh, Cardinal last night. I was talking to my man Jeff Howe during the Longhorn Blitz podcast. He dropped a nice little nugget of information on me about the Texas offensive line, something I did not know. It was a nice little nugget. So he went rabbit-holing and tried to find the amount of times, how many times, and by the way, he only went back to 1992 because that's as far as the records would go, how many times Texas had an offensive line that played as a cohesive unit for the entire season, all 12 or 13 games, meaning every offensive lineman started every game. Before last year? Yes. I would think. Before last, because last season, yeah, it happened. But 2000, last year. 2005 VY's year? Oh, five was last time prior to 2022 when Texas won no. the national title, where they had all of the offensive linemen start every game for them. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, he dropped a little nugget that 1998 was the season prior to 2005 where that had happened. And that's when Ricky gets his rushing title. 
Dan Neal, baby. Mm. Yeah, in 1996 was the season prior to 98 where you had every offensive lineman start every game for Texas uh, and you won the Big 12 title that year. Wow. And then prior to that was 1992. So um, it's happened, uh, according to my man Jeff Howe, five times in the last 31 years. And you know, three out of those five times, you had significant accomplishments, either winning a conference title, a national title, or a rushing title, <laughs> mm. all-time rushing title. So good things happen when those all those linemen sit together. And I'll say, you know, good things happened last year. Last year was not a disappointment. Uh, I don't know if it met the standard of Texas football, but it wasn't a disappointment. No. So. And for, for Sark right now, I mean, that's a great place to start. Uh, but next season, expectations are sky high. As you pointed out, Harge, the hype train is full speed. Matter of fact, it is a runaway hype train. The brakes There's don't no brakes. There's no brakes. They don't work. Yeah, I'm with you yeah, on that. There, there, ain't no, there ain't no brakes for this runaway hype train. It's <laughs> gonna, the only thing that's going to stop this runaway hype train is it is going to derail <laughs> off a cliff. Yep. Or it is going to run smack dead into a mountain. And we're all gonna die. Oh my so gosh! Basically, we are, we all gonna get to our destination. On what's, that, train, what's that? One or that, we're all gonna die. What's that movie that uh, Denzel was in? What oh, it was a, Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Is that it? Yeah. That's what this is. It's a, it's the one. Bullet Train is the one with Brad Pitt, right? Oh, you're right. That's Bullet Train. This what is, is uh, the one where it was like a the yeah the runaway train. It was a runaway train. No, it's not, but that's not the name of it. It's something else, though. Uh. You're right. Is it? It's a weird name. Is it Pelham One something? Uh, Pelham One Two Three. Unstoppable. Pendulum, it's unstoppable. Is that Pendulum what it is? One Two Three. I'm thinking is about a different movies one. with trains and stuff. And You're thinking about the one I think that Pendulum One Two Three is. Uh, I don't even know if that's the name. God. You know what I'm talking about though. Yes. We're just too old. Yeah, we are. I'm <laughs> seeing how I'm forgetting stuff, man. Uh, it is the taking of Pelham One Two Three, but that's a different movie with. Denzel Washington. Yeah, but I'm thinking you of think that's unstoppable. I'm that's thinking of unstoppable. Subway, yes. That's a subway. It's a subway. Train I'm movie was unstoppable. unstoppable. Yes. 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 All right. I'm glad we got, we got our, our Denzel tr- public transit system. <laughs> hey, but we know that Denzel can make a movie and we'll find it. <laughs> That's like three different movies with Denzel's like on a train or some type exactly. of public transportation system. All right. Uh, we come back. We'll get into uh, Texas baseball falling short to Stanford in the Super Regionals. We'll talk about the heartbreak of that moment last night that – we all know, um, and we all <sighs> hate to relive, but we'll do it one more yeah. time on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Patrick, the Idillionaire, plays jams. that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Oh, yeah. Lollipop, little Wheezy. Mm-hmm. Wheezy F baby, please Wheezy say F- the baby. <laughs> you heard Wheezy say that he can't, he can't remember all the lyrics to all of his songs now? Like that's, he, that's totally not surprising to yeah, me. That's, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I was, I, if you're a really prolific artist, I'm surprised a lot of prolific artists, it's hard for them to do it. Think about it. If you, the, the entire catalog. Yeah. Most of these people have teleprompters on stage now. 
Oh, is, there, is that a fact? Most yeah. of them have their teleprompters on stage. Yeah, keep they're rolling. Okay. So you remember most of them, but then you forget yeah. some and you look down. And you're like, oh. And also, if you're on tour, you're like, I remember the songs that I'm on tour with. Yeah, you got your list, your set list or whatever. Yeah. But he's, he he admits, like, man, I can't remember all the lyrics of my songs. You know, people have, they've, they've, they've actually uh, pranked him and they've, <laughs> they've actually repeated lyrics of his own songs back to him and he can't identify the lyrics. There's <laughs> several uh, little videos of him going around the Twitterverse where somebody's like, they'll repeat a lyric to him and they go, that's, he's like, that's an amazing. Amazing lady, like that's you, Wayne. He's like, oh, that's amazing, man. Please, yeah, baby. Please, yeah, baby. Did you did you see he tried to reach out to John Morant and John Morant can't then reach back? No. Yeah. Now, what? granted, apparently he did it through Skip Bayless, so that may have had something oh, to do with it. But exactly. But apparently he reached out to Skip Bayless to tell that he wanted to help, like mentor John Morant, and John Morant's camp didn't get back to him. Um. Yeah, I mean, should Weezy be mentoring John ja Morant? Weezy's made some mistakes. I mean, didn't so he go he to can, jail? Yeah, he went for weapons charges, I believe. Yeah, so he could be like, hey, man. He can tell you. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. I always say, like, listen, if you, it's hard for you to be a preacher and preach to me about sin if you've never sinned before. So, hey. Maybe and how the, you get it fixed. And how you, exactly. There exactly. You go. How you reconcile and how you uh, find Jesus. Yeah. And John ja Morant needs to, needs to find Jesus. Somebody. Right. Uh, all right. Let's get into uh, Texas baseball. Speaking of, we all need Jesus Come after on, watching man. that moment last night. That was hard to watch. Cringeworthy. The soul-crushing, gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, mind-numbing loss for Texas baseball. Just a manner in which they lost. Where they lost a pop fly in the lights, in the twilight of the California sky. And by the time they saw it, it was too late, Harge. Yeah, it's one of those situations where, you know, baseball is a humbling game. No know. matter what you think is going in your favor, it can be snatched from you quickly. And that's exactly what we had the opportunity to see. The Texas baseball team was in a battle. They came back from a three-run deficit twice. 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 To get it to 6-6, six to six, headed into the bottom of the – I mean, uh, bottom of the ninth – and all of a sudden, you get two outs, runner on first and second, pop up, game over. Mm. You think it's over, and you well, not game over, but you get an opportunity to go to extra innings, and you get a chance to. The momentum is on your side, and then reality hits you in the face where the ball just kind of falls into that area. Been in that situation multiple times on the on the defensive side, as far as an outfielder mm-hmm. and as an infielder. And at that time of night, it's one of those things where you start to really have to focus on every single pitch. You can't take your eyes off of what's going on because as soon as it gets above the lights, it has a a chance of getting away from you, and that's Mm -hmm. exactly where we saw. But you can't take anything away from the way that this team battled. We saw them fight for every inch this entire season. Um, You know, Dylan Campbell – playing the game that he was able to play, being able to run balls down, make good strong throws, um, just making plays, coming up with the big clutch hit. I mean, there were so many things that happened throughout this 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 super regional that you're sitting there saying, man, was it not meant to be? And it could have started on Saturday where the right fielder dropped the ball and Texas rallies to come back to win. And that game could have been over, too. And then last night, I mean, the night before, you had a tough battle. And then last night's game where, as I said, you battled back from three down twice to be able to um, 
to get it to the ninth inning and then to lose it in that fashion, it's just like, man. Yeah. It is, I, 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 words cannot describe how emotionally empty I was at that point for those guys. Because you know it. I mean, you've been out there, Rod. You know what it's about when you're doing everything and you know, look at Lucas Gordon coming out of the bullpen, getting know, a pop man. up, walking off, thinking, oh, you he know, was pointing like, I'm done. I got I'm it. Done. I got him, guys. I got him. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Come on, let's get these bats and ready to go. And, oh, and the, then the, the head coach, David Esker, for Stanford, said he grabbed his clipboard and was getting ready to write down the top of the tenth inning. Because he knew he thought they were going, and then he looks up and sees that all of the players did not see the ball, and boom, that's how the game ends. That's that's the Man. sad part right there. It is uh, no, it is like I said, it's easier to process and digest a loss uh, if yeah they earn. It feels like you they earned it. Walk off, or they home actually run beat you. Or yes, something like that. They made yeah. a play. Yes. They went out there. They were better in that moment. Hey, we're all competitors. We understand. And sometimes it's just the way. That's how baseball go. Yep. Uh, in that situation, and that is how baseball go. That is way. how baseball uh, go. In that situation, just doesn't feel like Stanford earned it. it. And it and because of how unique that situation is of losing a ball in the light, you talk about it. Even though you know guys who play in the big leagues like yourself, it it happens. If you play as long as you did, it happens to you. Um, Man, for it to happen in that particular moment with the two outs, game on the line, ends up being a walk-off winner. Yeah. Um, it almost feels like if Texas would have messed up too, right? They had a bobbled something or dropped, uh, you know, dropped that pop fly of some yes. sort. Then Texas would have lost the game. It doesn't feel like Stanford earned it. It doesn't feel like Texas really lost it. it Feel like the ba- the baseball gods. Decided. It's like <laughs> you got to go home, man. Yeah, like yeah. yeah it's like, sorry, it's like, guys. This is it for it's, you. It is. It's, yeah. it's cringe worthy to think about, but um, they. I mean, they they really they had a great season. It's hard to say that in retrospect because of the way it ended. Uh, but it was it was a it was a great season for yeah, those guys. It was definitely was yeah. because of the unexpectedness, right? Yeah. I've I've heard uh, I heard Craig Way talk about this the other day. Talk about if I'd have told you if people would have came to you and said, hey. All the stuff that happens, don't even worry mm-hmm. about it because you got one one game that you're going to have to win yep. in the Super Regional to go to the College World Series. How many people would have taken it? I believe everyone. Yep. Because nobody saw this team getting to this point. And unless you watch the game every single week, you initially are looking at this team saying, nah, this, they don't have enough, they don't have enough. And then all of a sudden we're like, we're right here. <laughs> yeah, we're right here. They right where they want to yep. be, yep. and like you said, they battled back. They battled. they battled back to earn an opportunity. Yes, to win that game. Yes, and it felt like they were right on the cusp of it, and it happened. It was right there. The ball got lost in lights, as Dylan Campbell said. He said he never saw it off the bat. Never saw never. it. Never. And, and and that makes sense when you watch him in the outfield. He the whole time has his arms out. Yep. Like wishful thinking, that I'm gonna find it. Yep. But you you can tell by the, his the, the posture of his arms, he can't identify. It. He has right. no idea where it is. Then that's the sad part. And based on like the the, the way Eric Kennedy was looking too, he didn't idea. He, he couldn't had see it no either. clue. I don't even think he moved. Yeah, I don't you know, know what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, yeah. he didn't. Did exactly. he move? I, I think Dylan Kemp was kind of uh, like inching yeah. up. He was like moving yeah. up, looking up. But you can tell they never had any sight of it. And sucks, man. Yeah. 
by the time they all found it, it was way too late. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel I feel bad for him. Like I said, ending in that way, it's hard to to digest it because it just feels like you'd rather have Stanford earn it and take it away from yeah. you. Yeah. Um, like just, that ball that they thought they hit out of the park. I wish if it would you wanted oh, to lose. Oh yeah, yeah. Hit it out of the park. Hit it out of the park. You'd be like, oh, there you go, man. Yeah. They earned exactly. It. They hit it out of the park. They were clutch when they needed most. Yep. It was just, uh, you know, in Texas, I obviously, you know, not making the play that's ultimately on Texas, but I've heard from enough big leaguers, guys who have played the highest levels like yourself and Greg Swindell and analysts and people who've watched baseball, college or pro, and say, yeah, that happens. It does. Uh, and when it happens, there's not a lot in your control. Once, you, once you've lost it in the lights or in the twilight, if you will, yep. it's almost impossible to, 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 ident- to re-identify it and track it. Yep. Like that takes a elite, uh, you know. I mean, I, I, I your eye skill and talent. You got to um, be and, so dialed in <laughs> that you can see through the ball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got superhuman abilities. I was, all, you know, I was sitting there thinking too. I was like, what if they would have wore those reflective, uh, what, 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 blue blockers? Oh, the blue you know blockers. What I'm where they, like where they the, the polarized, <laughs> yeah. the polarized glasses at that time. I wonder if they would have been able to see through that too. And but you pointed out though that Stanford, one of the things that makes their home field advantage so unique is that they don't really have really high, powerful lighting. Not it's at not, all. It's not exactly right. They don't. It's it's a little lower. It's not the that, bright. Yes, it's not the brightest form of lighting that you could possibly have. Nor is the height of the lights enough to keep the ball staying. Staying within those light yeah, frames because once it goes above it, you lost it. You lost it. Yeah, yeah. You got no no way identified. And if the lights are placed a little bit higher, then you can then more room be to, to be able to see it, it yes, initially. Exactly right. And that's the problem. You don't track it initially. You're done. Yep. So yeah, I mean that. But that's you said that's rare for a big time college Universe, sports yes. athletic department too, like Stanford. So I'm not gonna say they're doing it on purpose, but maybe they don't play a lot of night games. Yeah, they're probably so like, there's no urgency to fix it. Like exactly. we don't play, we play night games every now and then, and when they do play night games, it's advantageous to them because they, they know, they know, <laughs> they know, they know. No, track it from the bat, man. You better track yep. it from the bat. Nah, don't ever take your eye off of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in Texas, you take your eye off it for a split second, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. They end up losing it. So disappointing end to the season. But uh, uh, Texas baseball got nothing to be ashamed about making it to the super regional. Nothing Stanford, at all. the only team that's now coming back from last year, exactly back to the World Series. They correct? were the only one returning, and that's why that game was going to be either Texas or. Stanford, we're going to be the only teams coming back to the College World Series, and Stanford is the one that's going. Uh, Stanford, Stanford, uh, basically the fourth Pac-12 team uh, to reach the men's College World Series in three consecutive tournaments, first time since 0507. I think that uh, yep. Oregon State did it, I believe, yep. at the time. Uh, also, shout out to Dylan Campbell. No, that was tough dealing with you know, losing the pop fly in the lights or in the twilight. Uh, he did get a shout-out from Bo Jackson, though. He did. Yes. He did. From you know, one of the all-time greats in sports history from Bo Jackson via Twitter who uh, saw his play uh, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from right field, uh, the throw that he made uh, to get the runner out, and he basically sent him a Twitter shout-out, which yep. I don't know if there's a consolation prize that would make these guys <laughs> feel good about losing the regionals, but uh, Bo Jackson's shout-out via Twitter is a damn good one. All right, uh, we come back. We'll wrap it up, put it in the oven, let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful night horn. Pop a top again. Mind if I 
have some of your tasty beverage to wash. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to All Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Uh, all right, gentlemen, what's on tap? No, man, no basketball for Patrick, so I know he's sad right now. What's on tap for you, Arch? I'm going to have to go and look at mm-hmm. what I have on my DVR, your cue to, to yeah, watch to see what's on there. <laughs> but I'm also I'm a big fan of Dark Side of the Ring, and another episode comes on tonight. So I've been watching Dark Side I've of the Ring a lot. I, 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 I'm intrigued by the life of a professional wrestler. Uh, yeah, you know what it is. They you know are real, yeah, it's an intriguing. It's, life it's a mix of tragedy too. Yeah. A lot they're, of tragedy. They're, they're carnies, man. Yeah. It's, it's insane to see these super <laughs> successful carnies. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Uh, what's yeah. on tap for you now, Patrick? Who knows? I'm getting ready for vacation next week. Let's <laughs> yeah. put it that way. Yeah. We got Soccer Matters tonight too, by so- the way. Yes. We got a double uh, version of Soccer Matters here. Are we getting it up? No, no. Uh, Soccer Matters tonight at seven. He's also yeah. on another he- station, Houston, but he's on tonight. Okay, let's make sure Soccer Matters coming up next. Uh, what remember, you got going on? Uh, I'm going to check out some trash TV. I'm going to dive into the trash TV lately. So I'll uh, go deep, deep, deep down gotcha. the rabbit hole of some trash reality TV. Uh, remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. More importantly, take care of each other. Peace.